shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies. It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. I'm not quite sure how I ended up with so many amazing singers as friends, but you know, I got one amazing singer friend that's even a better talker. What do I mean? Well, my buddy Matthew West has his podcast called The Matthew West Podcast. Now listen, every week you can join Matthew as he not only shares the story of God and what he's writing in Matthew's life, but also stories from some of his favorite friends, artists, authors, athletes, and influencers, such as literally Max Lucado, Casting Crowns, NBA star Cody Zeller. In addition, each week, listeners will be taken behind the scenes into Matthew's studio, Storyhouse, to experience some of the most powerful stories behind his music. He's got an amazing, amazing podcast I would love for all of you guys to listen to. Episodes are released every Wednesday. Please, wherever you look up podcast, search for The Matthew West Podcast and become a new listener. Thursday, May 18th, 2023. Got a question. What you gonna do when Don Miller comes for you? That's right. Welcome to the episode of Human Hope where my friend and your friend Donald Miller himself is gonna drop some hope up on y'all's mugs. This is episode 109 of the Human Hope Podcast. I am your host, Carlos Enrique Wittiger Guzman Archibald Cabello, or Los for short. And uh, we got a lot of work to do today. We got some. I got a lot of work to do today. Can I tell you? The work I got to do is finish this manuscript. I'm trying to get to 50% done by the time I leave this little cabin in the woods here in Ashland City, Tennessee, is where I'm recording this from. Ashland's like 30 minutes outside of Nashville, but it feels like I'm 4,000 4, miles away from civilization. This place is really cool. And I have it up on my Instagram. It's called like Eden Estates. You know, like Airbnbs now have like the fanciest names ever. 
And this one's called Eden Estates, and it lives up to the hype. I'm telling you. What's the, uh, what is, hold on, I'm going to look it up right now. What is the actual official Instagram of this place? Search Eden. Well, looky there. The Eden Estate. The Eden Estate. Y'all, check it out. It's amazing here. Uh, anyway, so I'm writing, I'm writing some of my next book here and am grateful for them letting me do that. This place is amazing. There's a little pond. I'm like catching smallmouth bass. It's just really cool. It's beautiful. It's vibey. It was built in like the 1800s. So I ain't gonna lie. Like there's a little bit of when I'm standing here at night, like, um, what, what kind of stuff's living up in here with me? You know, I don't know, but it's beautiful. Normally you wouldn't be living here, staying here by yourself like I am, but say la vie. Here we are. Uh, well, fam, we, um, today's episode is, oh my gosh, it was a surprise. Let's, let's start it this way. It was a surprise. Uh, it was a surprise because I thought we were going to be talking about my friend Don's new book, which is fantastic. You know, Don Miller is a, uh, I mean, he's, he's an author, but he he's written like, he writes like business books, right? He used to write like kind of faith, faithy books, but then he, he ended up starting to write some other books like business made simple. And his latest release actually helps you with your small business, literally with your small business. But that's not what we ended up talking about. Like we get, we got on the call and I was like, okay, Don, I know that you've got a six step plan to help my small business take off, how to grow your small business. He goes, can we not talk about that? <laughs> and I was like, excuse me. And he literally was like, I just, I, I, I just want to talk about, can we talk about life? Now I've known Don for a long period of my life. I'm not going to give away any, any of the interview, but I was able to ask him questions today that I've wondered about for a long time, because again, he used to be like this, like Christian author that are write, writing kind of Christian books that, that help people on their journey of faith. And he was speaking at like catalyst conferences and leader cast and all these big humongous Christian conferences. And man, we, we get into his feelings on those things and really church in general. It, it, it ended up being like a conversation about a lot, probably about his faith that maybe I wondered about. And then just about what he's doing now and how he transitioned from being like Christian author Don to like now, you know, business author Don. It, there's, there's just so much. And he is so, he's brilliant, literally brilliant. And so the conversation has you engaged from Jump Street. Like you're never, it, I feel like you're going to feel like you're holding your breath the whole time because you're like, I can't wait for what he has to say next. So Without further ado, let's just hop right in because this conversation is going to be one that you're going to be like thinking about for a long time. Donald Miller, thanks for hanging out with me. And also thanks for just being a friend. He's just such a good friend. And now he is now a human hope friend for the second time on the new human hope podcast because he was back in 2022 as well. Please welcome my dear friend and your friend, Mr. Donald Miller. Okay, Human Hope Familia, I have Donald Miller on the well on the on my screen right now. I'm looking at you, even though we're in the same city. I think we're in the same city right now. Donald, say hey to everybody. Hola, 
mi familia insta familia mi oh my gosh a fuego that's all I got I got this is he is there he is he is he is making all my all my insta familia because my full name as I introduce on the podcast is Carlos Enrique with Guzman and Chibo Carlos I could never get the rolling R I took Spanish in high school I could never get the rolling R oh you couldn't try it one more time Carlos I can't Carlos. But see, I'm yeah. tricking it. I'm doing yeah. like a T and an L. Carlos. Yeah, no, your, your mouth kind of is going a little more crooked than it needs to be like in public, which is okay. I mean, which is fine. Um, you know, it's it's funny, Don, you know, people may may see Don Miller on my podcast title and think, oh, sweet. Like, I'm going to hop in here and learn how to how to build things and all the things that you're really good at teaching. But the, the thing that a lot of my listeners may not know is I've known you a long time. Like, I've yeah, known we go you, back. We go back, like way, way. Do back. you even? I'm now that I'm thinking. I don't even know. I can't think of uh, mm. Ground Zero. Do you? I can't think of Gr- when I mean, we met. It's just Ground Zero. It would be you were a you 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 mentioned this before you got on. You were a musician. I I was a full time like like church. First of all, people are going to freak out when they hear this. Like I, I went every weekend and I flew to a church, stood on a stage with the guitar and sang songs. And people are going to mm-hmm. be like, wait, what? But that's what I was doing. Yeah. As the deer panteth for the water. You yes. Did, you did that. That was one of your hits. As the deer panteth. Now, first of all, is panteth. It only, I, mean, I don't think that's a, the, how the lyric goes, is but that, it's a pretty good one. No, no, it is. It is, is panteth it really? for the water, bro. Like that came, that came dra- straight out of your 1995-ness. The deer, it, the deer has rabies. <laughs> that is a deer. I mean, uh, maybe my editor can, can input just a, a Maranatha Vineyard version of that right now. But no, yeah, I was doing, I was doing music way back then. I mean, I know the first time we like, really spent time together was you invited me to uh, our mutual friend Bob Goff's cabin in British Columbia. And, you know, that was like a a full long hangout for like a week with, I think there was 13 of us or 14 of us. Yeah. There were artist retreats. Yes. It was like 2012, maybe. I don't know. It was a long time ago. It's 2023 now. So you um you've you've just you've just been a good friend man and i just you know i appreciate this something that people may not know is my book i think it was kill the spider i and i don't know if you remember this but i like i can't remember if i lost my laptop something happened with my laptop and i was in the middle of writing my book and i couldn't afford another laptop and i was freaking out and you literally gave me your laptop do you remember this? <laughs> I do. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah. You, you. I, I, I had. Just, well, to be to be honest, I had. I think I had just bought a new yes. laptop. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Absolutely. You didn't put yourself out of any. It's not, it's, 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 it's not like you're like let's okay, not, I'm gonna give him my laptop. Not oversell this. Yeah. <laughs> and then now I'm gonna go have to find a laptop. No, you were. It was yeah. probably in a drawer somewhere. I pulled but something like, out of a drawer. I yes. turned it on. It came on. It oh, here, <laughs> this one works. Just give it to give it to my friend Carlos. But all I all I kept remembering was like. Like, I wonder which which book Don wrote on this laptop while I'm like trying to channel my words. Uh, so I, I can we'll, we'll have to predate the, but we'll have to go back and look at that laptop. But anyway, we've just we've we've done a lot of life together. Uh, you know, was at your wedding, and my kids have kind of um, grown up seeing you. And I just I just I appreciate you. And what what I want to lean into for a few minutes for the 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 listeners of the podcast today is really. This I mean, transformation may be too hard, too big of a word. I mean, I don't know. But the Don before I knew Don that wrote 
this book that when I was in college was like, oh my gosh, someone finally sees my soul and all uh -huh. the feelings that I'm feeling about faith and spirituality. Like that, Don, because you wrote a book called Blue Like Jazz that, I don't know, talk talk about that book. Let's just talk about that book because that's not what you're talking about these days. In I mean, you may be talking about that these days in other specific areas, but it's not like the latest book that you released. No, so talk that would have been about 20, 15 or 20 years ago. Yeah. So talk to us. Just let's just start here. Let's just start with like, wow, you were you were this. Did you even yeah. want to be an author? Like, oh, where did yeah. that come from? Like, I talk did. To us. Yeah, I wanted to be a writer when I was in high school. In fact, I wrote down my goals. And one of them was I wanted to be a New York Times bestselling author. I didn't wow. know. I didn't know what that meant, really. Yeah. I just knew people when, you know, you would hear like New York Times bestselling author so and so. And so I just assumed that was like a, a so, like the king of England maybe made gave you that title. I don't know what that was, <laughs> but I wanted that because these people seemed highfalutin, yeah. And I wanted to be highfalutin, and yeah, uh, and so I, I wrote that down. And then you know it was always in the back of my mind. And then I wrote a lot of poetry, memorized a lot of poetry, uh, and started trying to write some really bad stuff. And then I actually got a job at a publishing company. Okay. Very, very small publishing company. Remember Joshua Harris, who wrote I Kiss Dating Goodbye? Yes. Oh, yeah. His dad had a publishing company for homeschool wow. teens or homeschool kids or whatever. He, he, he printed homeschool. You do these homeschool workshops, and he published his own stuff. And he, he I met Josh, and he, Josh was like 15 or 16 years old, yeah. Yeah. and I was 21 or something. And uh, his dad came into a radio shack one day to buy a computer. <laughs> I was working at the Radio Shack. Wait, you worked at Radio Shack? I worked at Radio Shack Bro. and it was one of the most fun jobs I've ever oh, had. I'm, I'm jealous. I'm literally like my high school self right now is freaking out. I wish I it had a friend was, that was. Well, I had just moved to Oregon. So I, I'm from Texas. So I knew nobody. I had no shame. I was yeah. walking to work because I had no money. I walked yeah. from my apartment to like two miles to the Radio Shack and I worked with the <laughs> the most cast of misfits that you oh. couldn't find to put in a sitcom. I mean, it was just unbelievable. There was Jesus. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus wore pants that were so tight that he got at Goodwill, and I swear he had a tennis ball shoved down his pants. <laughs> it was unbelievable. This guy spoke... He had like one tooth and he spoke six languages fluently. Wow. It was the no, dude, it was weird. That's I mean, amazing. really brilliant guy. And it was us. And we would play these games, Carlos. We would say, like, because we're just bored and we don't really care. So we would say things like, okay, like you gotta you gotta try to sell this guy batteries. Like, I don't care why he came in. You right, gotta right. you gotta sell this guy batteries, but you have to do it as a blind man. And so oh. we would walk around, <laughs> walk around, and then another one, the other time was like, okay, you gotta try to sell this guy a computer. But at some point, now I'm wearing boxer shorts. At some point, sure. your your pants have to hit your ankles and come back up without him oh, noticing. No way. I kid this, you not. This, this is like pre cancel. This is pre being canceled. Yes, pre cancel. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, we just had a blast working with oh, these guys. Dude. And then so Radio Greg Greg Harris, yes. Joshua's dad, came in. He knew that I knew his son. And he said, "Hey, you want a job in my warehouse?" And I was like, "Yeah." And which so, was in Portland. Yeah, it was outside of Portland. It's a little town called okay. Gresham, outside of Portland. And I got a job with him, and then that, and then Josh and I became better friends. And then Josh, yeah. I would go on tour with Josh because it wasn't appropriate for a young man to be alone because he might knock yep. up some homeschool kids. Oh, right, sure, sure. And sure. so we, so we, yeah, I was his MC, and we would do these conferences, and we were what? just, we, were, I'm not kidding, man, we were holier than what? now. And I did Josh, not know this. Yeah, Joshua wrote "I Kiss Dating Goodbye" while we were friends and while I worked for his dad. And then that book oh. 
took off like crazy. Like freaking. He's... I mean, and now he's like apologizing. Oh yeah, he's like apolog- <laughs> He's like going on an apology tour. Are you? Are you his MC on the apology tour? <laughs> I would be because I still love the guy. He's a great guy. I, he's a fantastic human being. I love Josh. Uh, he's you know he's he's been. To, I, I watched him go out to that mega church and yeah. not have. I mean, he had a great experience in the sense that he met his wife and he you know sure. became pastor of this big church. But I just watched his soul begin to crumble, and yeah. um, I. Uh, you know, I was, uh, I was, uh, Josh was always a, a true believer and I was always a cynic. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, he, wow, he and I wow. were a little bit of oil and water, but we, okay. we just, we, but we just had mutual really respect for each other and an affinity for each other. Yeah. And one day he called me and he said, yeah, you're right about all this crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And he's since uh, gone on to start a marketing uh, firm in Vancouver, BC. He's no longer oh, an American, wow. by the way. He's a Canadian wow. now. He's a Canadian now. He's a Canadian. Good, people are actually doing that. They're that's doing amazing. it. Yeah. And so that that's, that's how I was introduced to the world okay. of books. And then at yeah. night, yeah. I wrote a book called Prayer in the Art of Volkswagen Maintenance. It sold like 37 copies. And okay. then uh, at night, I started writing Blue Like Jazz, and then that book took off. And um, and so as you're writing Blue Like Jazz, w- were you surprised by the the takeoffness of it? Or, like, did you feel like, no, people get it. This is something that, that was supposed to work. The book came out, and obviously marketing a book in 2023 versus when every Blue Like Jazz came out is oh, completely no. different. Totally. You're, you're so dependent on luck and relationships and something, mm. you know, lightning striking. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's 10% writing a good book, as you know, and 90% luck. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. somebody asks you on, the, you know, Oprah calls and says, I really like this. And you're like, yeah. ah, that's yeah. that's what made bestsellers back then. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I really probably have a high internal locus of control, or at least I did, and probably somewhere on the narcissism spectrum. I really believed that uh, my first book would be a massive hit, yeah. and it was a massive dis- disappointment. And yeah. so I had been kicked in the face a few times before Blue Like Jazz came out. And so I'm so grateful because I was actually grateful. I think if it would have taken off yeah. bef- if without a failure, I would sure. have been like, see, I told you, and nobody in my high school believed me, but look at me now. Yeah. And instead, it was, it was like, okay, I'm very grateful that anybody's yeah. paying attention to this. And it took a long time. It took like a year and a half for that book to actually start selling. And, 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 you know, and so, and then, so this book, this book starts selling you, you start getting invited to, to speak in, into people's souls and to speak into, you know, probably a lot of, a lot of people's faith journey and right, kind of right. how they're experiencing who God is. Is he bigger than he? And so here you, you entered a season where would, would you say that's primarily what your work was? Was to yes, were you, it was it was writing a fo- you know a series of follow ups to Blue Like Jazz and then speaking at churches. Yep, not often in the pulpit on a Sunday morning, although that happened a handful yeah. of times. But mostly it was like you know an evening thing or a special you know yep. like uh, North Point would bring me in for their um seven twenty two yeah whatever that is that thing yeah whatever that thing is and that's what I did for a living and I would get like five grand. Right. Every every time I did it, and I was able to squeak out like a like a hundred thousand yeah. dollar whatever. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I did, and I did that for a really long time. And to be honest, I really liked it. I really yeah. like I liked it. I I enjoyed the writing life. I mean, I would just sit around in my underwear and write books, <laughs> or or go out down to in Portland. I would go to this these you know one or three or four coffee shops. 
yeah. and I would get some writing done. And I had so much margin. I'm saying this because in my mind, I'm like, I have zero margin. I, have, I don't have right, three right. minutes, you know, as oh, a new sure. dad and all that Isn't stuff. Isn't that crazy? And I just re- I'm realizing now you could have written a book a week, but it took you right. years. <laughs> what is wrong with you, Miller? You had so much time. Freaking lazy. <laughs> That's exactly it. Or I'm waiting for the words to show up. <clears throat> Maybe this cloud right coming words. by has the words yeah, yeah. in them. Yeah, if I eat this donut. Maybe I can get maybe I can get another pair. I mean, just ridiculous amateur stuff. That's that's so good, so good. <laughs> it happened again to me this week. I had something kind of funky going on in my body. I um, googled it, and next thing you know, I'm planning my own funeral. Why? Well, because Google told me I was going to be dead in 24 hours. Well, it's been 72 hours, and it stopped doing that thing. Uh, I think it was probably gas. Now, listen, I need you to know that's not the way to figure out your health problems. No, you need to find yourself a trusted guide. Okay. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews on doctors with ZocDoc. You have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor that you haven't even met. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who's patient reviewed and who fits their needs and schedule just right. What I want you to do is head to ZocDoc.com slash human hope and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That is Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash human hope. ZocDoc.com slash human hope. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. You need to find top talent fast and you can do it with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like matching, assessments, and virtual interviews. And if you hate waiting, Indeed's US data shows that over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. And this just happened with me. We got so many incredible applications through Indeed. I love it. So this is what I want you to do. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows that when you're growing your own business, you got to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for high quality applications that match your must have job requirements. Visit indeed.com slash human hope to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash human hope, indeed.com slash human hope. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So yeah, so here you are in this season of following up, writing more books that you know allow people to maybe process parts of their faith and their life and their journeys. Yeah. And when, because here's the thing, I came to a point in my career where I actually, I don't know if I got bored, I don't know what it was, but there was probably a little bit of boredom mixed with some cynicism, mixed with some trauma, all mixed together that... When I, I kind of was in that world too, but I was singing. So I was doing kind of the same thing you were, but right, I was putting right. music out that, and then I would be invited to churches and kind of the same thing. And, you know, people look at me now and they, uh, they're like, again, most of my Insta familia or whoever it is, they're shocked when they Google me and they see like, 
Chris, a CD with my face on it in a deep V-neck from 2010 <laughs> with with my my integrity music worship, and they're like, "Wait, what?" Like they're they're like shook, and so I would say, "Wow, like this is a successful career transition." That most people don't know that that's what I used to do. That yeah. although I'm not ashamed of it, it formed a big chunk of who I am. I think a lot of people are looking for shifting and they're looking for change and they're looking for a way to they've got dreams outside the scope of maybe what they've identified as in their in their lives for a long time but they're scared to do it when did you when, when did your shift happen in your career when did you realize oh, you know maybe i can talk about other things write about other things than yeah. just these things well, it was there were a lot of things happening all together. Uh, one of them was I'd written five or six books yeah. that were sort of Christian evangelical faith oriented explorations, and you know yes. I lived in Portland, Oregon, which is an incredibly secular city, and I'd come from south of Houston, which was an incredibly religious experience, and so it was, uh, yeah. what I kept exploring was the clash of those two worlds and uh-huh. and how. You know, does faith work outside of a cultural evangelical context? And mm-hmm. and I and for me, it did. And we would sit around in pubs in Portland and just have these deep theological conversations, smoking pipes. And uh, yeah. and it was just a it was a fantastic season. I mean, Tony, the beat poet, uh, was there, and he's yeah. such a hu- great human being. And Rick McKinley was the pastor of Imago Day, a fantastic. I mean, just so many great people, and so many freaking great conversations, and so yeah. much margin that I don't have now. I'm like right, Miller, right. why didn't you why didn't you understand what was happening to you? So that was great, but I think there was a part of me that, you know, as I I I, I one Sunday morning and it was really almost this sudden I decided I don't know if I want to go to church today, mm. and more or less never went back. And so mm. there there were there were there were like two years where I wasn't really plugged in, and I, I was sort of tired of deconstructing everything, and yeah. I was starting to realize that that maybe we don't have answers like you know right. the the evangelical institution at least in America is the most divided institution there is Absolutely. you know you, and it's because of these disagreements about you know to me very silly things and i found myself getting deeper and deeper into that being less interested in the in yeah. even trying to find an answer and yet speaking at a church to give some some feedback or wisdom or something on something that I really just kind of didn't care about anymore and was no longer convinced we could figure out. And and yeah. so I coined the term recently, Jesus clown. Huh. And, and a Jesus clown is a person who is an entertainer and an influencer inside of evangelicalism in my, in my, from my perspective, that basically is an evangelical personality in exchange for money. And wow. it, it and and I and I I was becoming a Jesus clown, and I I didn't want to be that anymore, um, and I just said I've got I, this isn't me this is no longer me it's not that I don't believe this stuff sure I think a lot of it points to truth and I pray to Jesus still but at the same time if you're saying like Dom will you sign this doctrinal statement the, the answer is no because I don't know if that's true or not we don't know. Right. Yeah, and so yeah. that was that doesn't sell well in evangelicalism. So I had to sort of <laughs> I had to pretend to have a level of belief that I didn't have. And yeah. I was just like, dude, you're just a clown with a red <laughs> nose standing up here on the stage entertaining people. <laughs> and I just went, I can't do it anymore. And um, I, oh so I wrote a God. business book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so, so I, I mean, 
has 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 Jesus clown? Uh, have you said this anywhere that I've missed on Twitter? No, I have. Oh. Um, I have. I don't want to make enemies because yeah, I think not. it would. I think it would offend certain people who would sort of miss. You know, who would fit that characteristic? Those characteristics. Sure. But I, I, I have literally started in my mind outlining a book. I, I don't believe I'm ever going to write it, but the book would be about. You know, and I'm probably going to tick some people off, but the book sure. would be about like. Ravi Zacharias and yeah. David Koresh and yep. Yep. Gwen Shamblin. And, you know, it's basically where does narcissistic personality disorder and evangelical influencer overlap? And it's the, wow. it's the space. So it's really a book about spiritual manipulation. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I just don't, you know, I'm not yeah. convinced that it's worth it. And I'm not convinced that I don't have a cynical axe to grind. Sure. And I'm not convinced anybody would read it. But sure. the Jesus Clown, you know, would be the name of a future book that if I had mar more margin, I might write it because I think it. I find it really fascinating. I find it really, really fascinating. I find it fascinating. Not you know only because I think more and more people are kind you know kind of kind of taking a step back from the religious culture or climate that they've existed in their entire life and just kind of looking around and going wait a second what the heck is happening here what what right. in the world is this that we're existing in like how how was my pastor suddenly a leading voice for a certain candidate like like how you know right. so it suddenly does feel or you can buy like or there's 40,000 people in an arena somewhere watching the worship band from your local church it's it's it, yeah. i'm not saying it's bad it's just weird yeah. everybody has to say that's weird everything's yeah. weird everything's just really really weird now <laughs> totally. and it's become monetized and commercialized and and i'm i i just couldn't navigate that territory and and yeah. so i got out yeah oh man i feel like we need 10 podcasts now. So I'm going to commit. <laughs> well, we can do, we'll do a separate podcast called Don and Carlos get canceled. And then we'll, yes. that'll be our podcast. <laughs> let's, and let's, we'll do listen, that. Listen, I, I only, <laughs> my, my schedule is only about 10% now kind of evangelicalism. So like, well, you know, the, I, you know, we could just cancel that last 10%, you know, after we, after we have these conversations, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, go. you know, funny, you funny story here. It, not funny story. Actually, it's, 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 it speaks into some of what, what we've been talking about. I was, I I don't, I don't speak a lot of churches anymore. I speak mostly either to businesses or, you know, next week it's like a thousand dentists, right? Like I'm just yeah. traveling around doing these things. And, uh, but I do every once in a while get, get asked to come and speak in an evangelical context. And so I got asked to speak at a, uh, um, at a church in Tampa, Florida. And the night before I got there, the pastor texts me, I don't even know him. You know, he texts me and he's like, Hey, listen, I need to tell you this. I didn't know this when I booked you because my wife follows you on Instagram. I don't, but this is the most controversial thing I've ever done is invite <laughs> you to come and speak here. And I was like, what? And I just remember being like, so shocked. Yeah. And he goes, so I just need to let you know tonight we're having a church-wide meeting where people are going to be able to come and just kind of tell me that they're the reasons why they don't want you to speak. And Don, I'm like, what in the world is happening? Like, like right, right. how in 2020, am I like, you know, so, you know, it's a, it's a very, very red county, you know, right, and right. I, I get down there. Then the next morning he shows me video of this meeting from that before. And it looked like one of those TikTok school board meetings that you see, like people screaming about CRT and all these things. And, you know, I mean, I get up there, I'm not talking about politics. I'm just talking about Jesus. And I'm talking about the things that I think everyone should all that to say, like you talk about it being such a divided time and that the evangelical church can't even like it's getting even more divided to where a guy like me now is like the most contra 
Carlos Whitaker is the yeah. most controversial thing to happen. It, it, man, maybe it is time for a Jesus Clown book, you know, because I just, <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, I think, um, I, I first of all, I'm very sorry that that happened to you. And I hope <laughs> that that didn't, you know, affect you no. emotionally. Because what, what, what it indicates to me is, though, is this is a very small, it's not small, but it's small comparatively. Yeah. A very small subculture that exists inside of an echo chamber. And there yeah. and and one of the problems I think about evangelicalism, if you buy in wholly, is you you really have to you have to turn off every other opposing idea. Mm. And as soon as you do that, you kind of stop growing because yeah. you stop considering things that you would disagree with or you stop being OK with. I mean, if you're not OK being in community with people who disagree with you. Right. Right. Then you're not learning or expanding your horizons at all. And so part of the totally. problem with like even signing a doctrinal statement is you're, you're actually saying this is what I believe. And yeah. therefore, I will use a confirmation bias for the rest of uh -huh. my life to only look for things that I agree with or disagree with based on this statement, and I'm mm -hmm. done learning and growing. And yeah. I would just say, my God, that's an arrogant statement. <laughs> totally. And so yeah, to me, it's like, no, I, I think that's part of a culture that needs to be that needs to evolve. And I think it's okay to say, hey, look, we, this is what we believe, but yeah. we do not fear any other idea. And not only that, even if we sign this doctrinal statement, Yep. We believe that we could be wrong right. because we're human beings. And to me, that's a much more humble attitude. And it's and it's also a much more kind of open to evolving and changing and growing and learning. Yeah. And I think it scares a lot of people. So kudos to that pastor, by the way, for bringing you in. It, well, you know, and kudos to him. He, he you know, we talk, I, I now, because because he was literally that Sunday morning sweating, like yeah, he was soaking wet before I get on there. I, he's so nervous. You know, he had big givers leaving or whatever. And I just told uh. him, hey, you can trust me, man. Like, trust me. And of course, I had so many people come up to me afterwards, like, I didn't want you to come, but man, that was really good i just want to apologize you know like i you know i just didn't think a democrat could be a christian i just didn't you know like it, it, it was it's you know so all that to say yes kudos to him but also he's like this may have been the greatest sunday for us because because i we made we made a decision at, as a church that we we have like the our non-essentials but all this other stuff is not is not people are going to have, if, if they want us to have this, I think back to the doctrine of faith statement that everybody's going to sign without everyone being like anyone being like, I, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe, but maybe not. I've started to say, I don't know so many more times than I used to. And, and that it's just very unevangelical to say, I don't know. Cause I really, a lot of things I don't know, you know? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It tell, <laughs> isn't it amazing that if you don't know, Telling the truth that you don't know is a bad yeah. thing. It's a bad thing. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did yeah, that happen? Yeah. So yeah. now no, we just you lie. Have to, you have to say you know. We have to lie and we have to pretend to know things that we don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's wow. So okay, you you you're you're growing in uh, frustrations. May not even be, be the right word, but you you get to a place where you're like, you know what? Like I I can't I can't be on the circuit anymore. I'm, I really don't want to be speaking underneath this umbrella. And you're like, I'm going to write a business book. I'm going to. Had you always been interested in business and in growing businesses uh, and entrepreneuring, or was did this just kind of come out of nowhere? Well, no, I I had I that publishing company, Josh's dad's publishing company. I ended up running that company after about four years, and that was a small okay. company, so that's not saying much. But but I, that was my taste in to my taste of business. And yeah. did well, you know. The company did well. Learned a lot of that. And then when I had my own speaking and writing career, I I ran my own business in a way, super small business. But I was actually asked because I was speaking so much on narrative and narrative structure, and wrote a book about that. 
I was asked by a, a big consulting firm called Accenture to, to put together a curriculum, a project management curriculum using narrative structures, which was to me okay. was a nerdy assignment. They paid me like 20 grand. Yeah. And so I was, I, was, I was excited and then I did it. And then as I did that and turned it in, I thought, actually, this lays over a marketing framework much better. And so I, huh. wrote, I wrote a book about narrative structures and storytelling laying as a foundation for a a marketing and messaging campaign hmm. and i in that book shockingly you know i wrote it like 5 years ago it's close to a million copies now wow just shockingly so i i so i all of a sudden am now you know i didn't want to have a big staff and people were saying hey can you make my website so i ended up certifying existing marketing freelancers in in this methodology now we have like close to 700 of those. Wow. So all of a sudden, I've got a staff of 30 and 700 of of those marketing agents who are really, they just do incredible work. And then uh, and then that meant I was building a company. And so I <laughs> came all these came up with these other frameworks and then started certifying coaches and all the other frameworks. And so now, you know, we have like 250 coaches. Oh my gosh. And dude. so it's, um, and so that was a surprise to me. Yeah. But I, Absolutely loved it. I literally felt like, wow, I've gotten to live two a sort of literary memoir career. Yep. And then now I'm getting to live this business writing career. And that's been about going for about 10 years. And I just love it. I just feel like lightning has struck twice. And uh and I don't I haven't lost any of my faith. My faith is just the same, which is basically yeah. like I think, but I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, and I pray and I hope God's listening. And that, that's kind yeah. of it. And then, yeah. you know, I, I believe in good and evil. That should be yeah. more foundation. And okay. we're, we're in between trying to trying to move the needle. But then in the business world, I've gotten to, to do this other thing. And I've, I've really loved it, too. So it's been – the other thing is like it, it was it, – me, it was just kind of chasing whatever I'm curious about next. And then uh-huh. here's the big thing for – go back to the conversation. Yeah. You know, two things about – not being able to be authentic or even remember how to be authentic because you're mm. so deep into evangelical culture. There's so much value signaling in evangelical culture that we're always kind of saying, well, I'll pray about it or whatever. Do we have these little like hint, hint, are you yeah. one of me or aren't you kind mm-hmm. of signals? And and then you can't be honest about whatever you struggle with because you won't, you might not be accepted or it's a threat inside the culture or you'll be seen as weak. And to me, that kills relationships. So yeah. now you're in a culture where you can't have authentic relationships, meaning there's no relationship. And so that's that's one part of it. The other part of it is this subtle message that happens inside of sort of church culture, and that is if you leave, you're doomed. Yeah. If you leave, bad things will happen to you. And if you leave, and what I found was moving away from that into business, the the absolute opposite. I, I found I lost you know 150 pounds. I I, yeah. my, my dating life started to get turned around and was able to seek some help and counseling and ended up writing a book about that. And, you know, it just got better after I got out of the sort of, you know, honestly, control and confusion mm. that was embedded. And I and, yeah. and this is not to say anything negative about Christianity. It's just that in America, there is a there is a very popular version of Christianity. Sure. It's a, it's a take, if you will, yeah. on Christianity that closely aligns with the entertainment industry. And it was just confusing for me. So I was able to be who I am as a faithful person who prays to Jesus and likes making money much easier, <laughs> much easier <laughs> when I left the culture that doesn't want you to be that. Yeah. You know, and so it's wow. like that, that's a big part of it. I, I, feel, I feel like I've found freedom. Yeah. 
Um, that's that I feel like you have too. I mean, just just from knowing you, I feel like I feel like you have like 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 you've taken like maybe you couldn't breathe and then all of a sudden you didn't know you couldn't breathe then you hit a, took a hit of an inhaler and suddenly you have 100% lung capacity now it, it, you just are it's a lot like that and there, yeah. and then also the cynicism that i used mm. to carry around and the constant eye rolling is yeah. gone because i because now i just i love those people and yeah i know yeah. a bunch of mega church pastors and we sit around yeah. and smoke cigars i won't name <laughs> them because god forbid that they would be seen smoking a cigar but yeah we, we dawn's our I, safe place that's <laughs> i hope so uh and so that's and so now i do business and i really love it do you do you feel like in business and in speaking to businesses that that the foundation of your understanding of good and evil even speaks into that. Do you do you feel like do you feel like any of your spirituality speaks into? Oh, hundred percent. Speaks it to, to and tell me how, how how does that cross over? Well, I mean, what Christianity is 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 among many other things is an explanation of narrative structure as we feel it in our bones. Hmm. And what I mean by that is Christianity espouses an evil one. Yep. Right. So there's your villain. Yep. Christianity espouses a hero who's in a hole. That's humankind. Yep. Christianity espouses a guide who is guiding the hero out of their hole and who gave up their life for that hero. That would be Christ. Yep. So, you know, so much of narrative structure either comes from Christianity or Christianity was a very early explanation of it. Yeah. And so for me, you know, as being a student of narrative, you just can't turn a blind eye to that. Mm. Uh, and so that was really, really huge. And then, you know, I hope the Bible is so elusive. Like for us to sit there and think we understand it, there's so, I mean, just read Revelations. I mean, it's just, cra- it's whack crazy. Right. You know what I mean? Like I have friends who've done mushrooms and stuff and I'm like, you sound like whoever wrote Revelations. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's true. Totally. It's so freaking. And it's like, no, it's really easy to figure out. It's not freaking easy to figure no. out. Are you kidding me? Are yeah. you reading this book? Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, you hear about these people with like, I've gone down the rabbit hole on, on YouTube <laughs> near death experiences. Yes. And I'm like, oh, the Bible talks about like that we become light and we are, we become one and we, we, we are the bride of Christ, all this elusive stuff that these totally secular people are experiencing yeah. in, a, in an yeah. afterlife. Which may be a chemical cocktail that happens when you sure. stop breathing. I don't know. I'm not going to try it. But um, wait, Don, you don't want to try near death just for the no, man. You got to rush get, You know, you can't get that close. You gotta, you gotta just theorize and let other people tell you about it. But there, but you know, there's stuff that's happening that's just like that. That does indicate there's evil and there's good and that there's a there's some sort of spiritual. Yeah. You know, connection to be made, and and uh, I'm not a universalist. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I believe that I believe that most religions are probably pretty darn wrong, or or loose and bad interpretations of what's real. Yeah. I I just am not going to stick a stake in the ground and say, well, this is yeah. the right one. Yeah, uh, I was raised in a Christian church. I pray to Jesus, and you know, and I could be wrong. Let's talk about my favorite kids vitamin. Carlos, why do you talk about kids vitamins? Your kids aren't kids anymore. Well, yes, they are. And I still take these Haya vitamins. What is Haya? Well, you get this cool bottle with your first order of vitamins, and then they send you eco-friendly refills every single month. Y'all know typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and all that yummy nastiness that ain't nobody ever supposed to eat, especially our kids. 
that's why Haya was created. The pediatrician approved, super powered, chewable vitamins. Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door. So you got one less thing to worry about when you go shopping. I already told you, I love myself some Haya vitamins and my kids, well, I've got one that's officially still a kid. 17 loves them too. We worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamins. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash Human Hope. This deal is not available on the regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash Human Hope and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. We are back with one of my favorite partners that I've been using since the beginning of this podcast, AG1 from Athletic Greens. Listen, our next partner is Athletic Greens, and I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave it a shot because I heard that it could help my gut, and not only did it help my gut, but it actually helps me not drink as much coffee because it gives me this boost literally a boost every single day and it makes me feel ready to take on my day i want to let you know that it's hard for me to keep up with supplements or like a routine i never know like how much of this to take how much of that to take ag1 makes it so much easier okay really quickly i noticed that it helped me with my clarity my gut and a few other things ag1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live healthier and better without having to do a whole lot. So I need you to know that every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality that give me major benefits. Like again, my gut, mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin. Come on, somebody. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash human hope. That's athleticgreens.com slash human hope. Check it out. The I could be wrong piece, it scares the crap out of people. Just... Yeah, they think they're going to go to hell. Like there's some sort of quiz. Yeah, like you go to heaven, and it's like, hey, take this scantron. We're going to ask you some. You know, tulip means what? Total what? Total what? No, depravity. Depravity. Yeah, that was slow. You were slow with that shit. You need to. You know, let's get on with it. You. Yes. Unlimited. Unlimited something, man. Oh, Miller. I missed that Sunday. I missed. I missed that Sunday. I think it's over. This. That was it. That was. That was the one that's going to send me to hell. That's right, man. So good. I um. Fatherhood. You. Uh, uh, yeah. How 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 how's it changed you? How's it not changed you? What what are you, what do you love about it? I mean, I. I mean, yeah, it's, it's what it's what every dad listening to this already knows. It's the it's yeah. it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. Now your wife, it's harder for her than it is for you. Yeah. I'm not saying it's it's a you know that, but it's hard. It's the hardest thing and the most meaningful thing. So it's the most mm. beautiful thing and it's the most sort of time consuming, you know, gut check mm. kind of thing. Constant, constant for me, internal narrative of am I doing a good enough job? Am I right. screwing this kid up? And and then the learning curve. Le- talk about learning to be human. Yeah. Like what there's there's no offense to your podcast or the books you've written, but nothing compares to being a becoming a parent. Yeah. Because now you've you've now all, there's the stakes are so high. Oh man. Did you lose sleep? Like Emmeline is now twenty one months old. Yeah. Did you when you when your first was born, 
Would that who would that be? That be Sohela. Sohela. Okay, so Sohela was the first. Who just got engaged last week? Holy mackerel! So, so here I am, FYI, it's well, sitting in my feelings. Well, con- first of all, congrats because I'm sure Thanks. he's a great guy because she is. She's awesome, yeah. and yeah. she's a good picker. I'm sure. Yeah. So Sohela was the first one. Yep. Did you lose sleep? Like yeah, because well, of the unbelievable risk that just centered your life? Yes. I'll, not only I, I just remember driving home from the hospital with I'd actually driven around maybe for four days with the this empty car seat behind us uh, <laughs> in the back seat. To get used just to the weight ratio right. of yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I'm just like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Let me just I don't know. I just feel like I need to learn how to buckle this in, kind of deal. And you're not even thinking about. And then driving home that that like just just leaving the hospital parking lot. Turning onto the road, thinking, "Oh my God! Like, yeah. if if Terrifying. I if I hit something now, it's it's not just me. It's this, and there was just this level of responsibility that yes, yeah. I lost. You hit that so that first sleep. red light. You're sitting oh. there, and the light turns green, green, and you you turn on your hazards. You look yep. both ways. One, one you thousand, slowly two, one go thousand, three, one thousand. <laughs> yes, all of it. Yeah. So yeah, I lost sleep and I lost daytime. I lost it all. Yeah. And to <laughs> me, like it was that. That's a good metaphor for you as a human on, on like, oh, I need, I, I should be really careful what I say. And I should be really careful that she knows I'm paying attention. And that yeah. I heard, I, and I, I got to find my source for this because I've been quoting it, but I can't remember where I read it, that uh, a young girl, Emmeline, will get her, what she'll get from her mom is the ability to self-soothe. So she's going to learn from Betsy how to calm herself down. And Betsy yeah. is just watching my wife, man. It's just so unbelievable. You talk about sexy. When she yeah. became a mom, I don't know what. It was weird. I was like, you are hot. You're like, well, wow. I don't know what that was. <laughs> but then um, she, but she does such a great, good, great job at be, at doing that, at helping Emmeline learn how to self-soothe. But a man, apparently the dad is where the young woman gets most of her self-esteem. Wow. And I didn't know that. I'd read that and I didn't know it. And so I feel like this incredible responsibility of letting her know somehow what she's worth, right? Like, wow. like, like if somebody wants to date you or whatever, you got to know the bar is very, very high. Like this, yes. this is going to cost him <laughs> yes. a lot. Like he's going to have to get a job and he's going to have to be yep. polite. And if he ever disrespects you, you can forgive that, but you need to talk about, hey, yep. you know, that's not how this works. And, you know, I want to, I want my daughter to have that because it just saves a world of trouble, right? It does combine that knowledge though carlos with the fact that as a writer and maybe as somebody who tried to escape all the time in my childhood i'm a daydreamer Mm. and so i will sit with my daughter and go into my own world with her sitting right there which which i fear teaches her that she's not worth paying attention to wow and so it's that that 24 7 is what it's like to be a dad if nobody out there is a dad (laughs) i love it well I, I just uh, I love watching you as a dad, and um, I, I just I, I asked you that question only because Sohila did just get engaged, and you know, as I mean, she's, you, she's twenty. I mean, can we talk frankly? Do you like the yeah. dude? Yeah, no, we can talk very frankly. I'm, I've actually recorded a whole podcast about my thoughts about the whole thing. Um, I haven't released it yet, but <laughs> we'll wait, and, uh, see and how I may never. <laughs> but but um, but no, love the guy. But he, here's the thing: I you know I tell people all the time is as people are, it's been ten days of people coming up to me. Oh my gosh, Carlos! Like, congratulations! You know, are you so excited? And like, just I just need people to know when they ask me that question as a dad, no. 
actually <laughs> like like what, like, what are you like, worried about and and excited is not is not i don't even know if that's that's the right question to be asking me i just i feel these two opposing feelings at the same time it's like excitement to watch my daughter step into this season of that i've always i've dreamt of and she's turned out above and beyond anything i'd ever dreamed of but also the the pain of 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 seeing and maybe it may even come towards me but it's like man life is just speeding by sprinting yeah, by yeah and i just feel like i'm hanging on and i'm like holy cow you know my my, my parents are aging and they're you know they're my father's at the end of his life and you know just being in the middle of all that at the same time it's like when someone asks me how am i feeling about you know oh how you doing with your daughter's engaged half of me is so excited and half of me is devastated you know at the same time but i think it's okay to be able to hold both those things you know yeah and i think that's that's like the path to healing right is to be able to sort of grieve the end of something and get excited about and it's fun as you get older that you can hold two emotions in your heart at the same time right yeah, but I totally, I totally get that. I totally, and part of it is like our own, you know, the fact that you and I are heading toward the end of this thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not that old, but at the same time, it's like, oh, you, you know, there's, there's more behind you than there is in front yes. of you, yes. and that's a weird thing. And then these are milestones that indicate, yeah, you're getting there, you're getting to your destination. Well, yeah, and and it is those milestones, and it is, you know, it's funny because I, you know, you you always hear midlife crisis or midlife this and that, but the amount of life that I'm holding at one time at, in any given day from like the upward trajectory of my career, which is awesome. But then my daughter getting married and my father with dementia and all of these things every single day that I'm holding, I'm like, holy crap. No wonder, no wonder some people like go off the deep end and make really poor choices. Yeah. You know, if they're not really grounded uh, and in therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That, that makes total sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I got married so late. I got married. How old were you when you got married? 21. Okay, so I was 42. I was twice yeah. as old. And then yeah. became a dad at 49. Yep. And so I'm glad of that because yeah. I think it get it, I oh, sort of man. have a little bit of a wiser perspective because I think I would have just been a basket case if I would have got married Oh, early. dude, dude, yes. I, I honestly- Kudos like, to I, you for making it work, man. Well, it's all it's all Heather. It's all my wife. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, and you know Betsy. It's all Betsy. Yeah. And you and yeah. I say that not jokingly. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. We need people to know. You know, Don, this is why I love you. There's there's a thousand great professional things we can talk about. And you you guys can go follow follow Don and all of his business made simple and how to grow your small business and all the things that he's really good at teaching about. But man, this was just, I think, so helpful, I think, for a lot of people just to to hear from somebody that that has navigated the things you've navigated and the way you shared it with us today, I, I just I'm just really grateful. I'm grateful too. I, it's been medicine for me. Uh, to I, before we started recording, I said, "Hey, we don't have to talk about books. Let's talk about. Yeah. <laughs> let's catch up." And this I was is like, what oh, we would have done if there was no podcast. Yes. It's like let's yes. talk. Yeah. This this is Don, Don Don and I both. You guys that are listening to podcasts know that I'm a big Nashville SC guy, and Don has uh, season tickets in the stadium at the same time. So we're just going to try to find a time to. Well, we won't go. record the podcast. We'll we'll just have more of this conversation. Who's your Who's your favorite guy to watch out there? Um, so, so I personally like Fafa, our our new winger, yeah, just because yeah. he's he's feisty. He he's the smallest guy out there, but he's so freaking fast, you know. And so I uh, I agree. And I, yeah. I but I I like watching Schaffelberg. 
Oh, Schaffelberg. Because there's no because when you look at him, you don't think that guy's going to be quick. And then when he no, kicks dude. it in, it's freaking believable to watch. You can't catch up with him. No. He, this last weekend, when when he went in and got the uh, that hot honey honey Mukhtar uh, passed yes. it to him, and he got that yes. goal. Unbelievable. Oh, he's put turns on another gear. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I love it, dude. Anyway, and I love you. Love you Thanks, too, buddy. Yeah, say hi to the family. What did I say? I told y'all. Thank you, Don, for all of that. Guys, please go uh, just check out his books, his work. He literally will help you with your business. Like, just read his book. I read, in order to prepare for the interview, How to Grow Your Small Business. And already I'm implementing things I learned in the book that's already returning the investment for my $9.99 Kindle buy. Like, already. So Don can really help you with those things. But what I'm grateful for is that he helped our hope today. He gave us some hope. And I know he gave some of you some hope as well. Hey, uh, Dr. Delight, why don't we hit it real quick? Ready? Hey, hey. All right. That's it. Thanks for hanging out. I'll see you next week on another episode of Human Hope. Yeah. What you gonna do when the hope comes for you? Put the needle on the record and the drum beat goes like this. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs>